0: swag after them boss and welcome that, to
1: another it? episode of the sartorial and podcast by webster style where we talk about bow ties comic books and everything in between i am your host webster style as they say the man the voice the fragrance and this is episode number fifty-five-zero. yes technically it's the 51st episode because we had one special episode but this is the 50th Normal installment of the Sartorial and Geek podcast. Uh, it's been an interesting past year plus of doing the podcast. It's been fun. It's been exciting. We've met a lot of great new people and definitely grown the listenership. So I want to thank all of you for helping me to get to this milestone. And hopefully, we'll have many more as we continue to grow and to talk about all things Sartorial and Geek. Well, this week's download is a bit different. Technically or traditionally, I have gone to whatever is on the Xbox Live Games for Golds because that's what I'm usually downloading and playing. But this month, the month of March, it is absolute trash what they're offering. So I'm not even going to speak of it. And there's also, there isn't an app that I am using that I would recommend at the moment for you to download. But the download of this week goes into our main topic. And the download of this week is Milestone Returns, number zero. Uh, Yes, it's a comic book. Yes, Milestone Media, Milestone Comics has returned. If you've listened to this podcast at all in the past year, you will understand and just know How big of a Milestone fan that I was and that I am and that I will continue to be. And the fact that they were relaunching Milestone, bringing it into a a more of a contemporary contemporary spin on a lot of the origin stories of those characters I love so dearly. I was excited. And finally, the day happened. Milestone Return Zero hit the streets, so to speak, because it was only available digitally. Now, personally speaking, I cannot stand digital comics. Not that I don't like reading them digitally, but the actual purchasing of them. Um, I don't like purchasing comics digitally unless they're only digital, simply because if that service goes away... You are SOL. So, I like having physical copies of things that I want to purchase uh, movies, things of that nature as well. I tend not to purchase something unless I have no other choice, um, purchase it digitally. So I reluctantly and excitingly at the same time purchased it uh, because I wanted it now. I wanted Milestone as soon as it came out. And I wanted to know all the details about what's going on in this universe, how they're rebooting it, how they're revamping it. So if you are a comics lover like me, if you're just curious about Milestone, if you ever watched the old Static Shock cartoon, which apparently is now all streaming on HBO Max, uh, Milestone Return Zero. It's only $4.99. It's uh, 40-plus pages. So you get your money's worth with regards to the length of the book and also the story and getting insights into this new iteration of the Milestone universe. Uh, It is definitely something that if you're a Milestone fan, You should definitely get, I definitely, when that day happened, when February 26th came around, I downloaded and I read it and just the internet was just alive with all of my fellow Milestone fans from um, Navy Montel over the Blurricorn Speaks to Evan and Evans Comics. We were just talking in the DMs about how excited we were, how happy we are. reposting. I even got uh, Dennis Cowan to uh, retweet, or excuse me repost some of my stories on Instagram, which is always exciting. So definitely download Milestone Return Zero and you'll find it on the uh, DC Universe Infinite app and also Comixology. And this is probably the only comic I will double dip because the actual physical release of the book isn't coming out until May, which I am perfectly happy with because I will buy it again just to actually own it. So let's get into... Today's topic and that is Milestone, Milestone Returning Oh man, it seems So long, I know that they Brought Static back a few years ago but That was part of the main DC Continuity and For some reason it just didn't work, it's something About Milestone being Part of DC proper I just feel like they got overshadowed By the other characters they at least when the comic book world, cartoon wise it works Well, Young Justice Static works well as part of the team the kind of outsiders series same thing with Icon being a noticeable member of the Justice League especially with the sort of outer space realm of things with regards to how things progress in seasons 2 and 3 so I, I definitely feel it there but it's something about the comics where these characters when they were part of the DC proper just got lost in the mix so I am excited to see the reboot really focusing on that Dakota universe it seems like not so much being intertwined with DC proper. even if it is this milestone zero sets a very good tone with the universe of Dakota itself being um, an isolated entity at least for now and maybe part of the DC universe proper but right now what we have so far it's just a standalone which I'm really excited about because I don't at this point in time don't really want to see interconnected stories with the dc universe i want time to really be taken to evolve these characters and tell these stories now and let me just give you a quick note of the books that are coming out so milestone returns came out on february the 26th the next book out is going to be static and these are all digital first books so static comes out april uh, 2021, so in April, I said it could be out. And this is what the thing that got me was Chris Cross is doing the art. Now, if you are an old school fan of Milestone, outside of Dennis Cowan and MD Bright doing Icon, there are two artists, especially newer artists at the time, that really stood out, that really exemplified the Milestone style. And that was Chris Cross and John Palino. Uh Chris Cross, especially with his work on uh, Blood Syndicate, uh, I, man. He made that book for me, especially doing this one. I loved his art. I love how vibrant and visceral. And just, he has a cartoon, detail y style, in my opinion. That's the way I kind of describe it. Um, Whereas John Paul Leon had this really gritty, abstract, kind of uh, uh, inspired by Denny's Cohen. Artwork that really helped to set the mood and the teen angst on on Static. So I'm really interested in seeing how Chris Cross's art really uh, exemplifies this new version of Static going forward. So you have static and he's a season one. So I'm assuming by that very notion that all of these gonna be kind of limited series and then you'll pick up with a season two with the next cycle and a season three to tell you know contained story arts which I'm actually looking forward to as you know someone who is a, a collector but also just a reader I'm looking forward to that sort of standalone story arc um, going forward. I think it will be really great, especially when it comes to collecting trades down the line. And then you have Icon and Rock. And if you've listened to my podcast and me talk about Milestone, you know that Icon is my absolute favorite comic book character ever. Uh, Augustus Freeman the Fourth is just—it it is. If you want a Black Superman that is icon and he doesn't have to be superman he has a sort of a parallel story but he has a superman that is deep steeped in the history of the black experience of the united states or in the united states all the way back to slavery days and civil rights and whatnot and one of the discussions i had before was that uh with navy montano a couple others was initially back in the day, Icon was a very much a conservative Republican, and you saw that uh, conflict between Rocket, his sidekick, who was very much a liberal of the streets, uh, sort of early 90s mentality uh, teenage girl, and then you had this alien who is black on the surface, who has lived the black experience, who is very much a, at the time, a colon power Republican. How does that translate into 2021 when we have a a post Trump presidency and what that what conservatism is exemplified as nowadays? It is drastically different from what being a conservative Republican was in the early 90s. So I'm interested in seeing how they explore that, if they really explore that at all. Um, I'm really interested about that. And then the last book, which is what really got me excited, was, oh, let me back up. The, backup. the um, icon team is um, Reginald Helen and Leon Shills is writing, but Doug Braithwaite is doing the art. And I absolutely love his art. So I'm looking forward to see how that really turns out. And then the last book is Hardware. And this is the thing. The team on this No, no disrespect to Brandon Thomas that is drawing, that is writing the book, excuse me. But the fact that Dennis Cowan is back doing the pencils and not just that, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Bill Siskiewicz, not butcher his name, I'm sorry, the comics legend is doing the ink. I mean, you got a double whammy of an art team there um, with a, a hardware and, you know, oh man, it's just I can't wait. it and just Dennis Cowan joined hardware again. You, you you don't understand how much of a goosebumps I got seeing that announcement, seeing that suit so is seeing the panel work in milestone return zero of uh, Dennis Cowan doing hardware. You oh my god. It was it was such a nergasm, <laughs> excuse me, it's such a blurredgasm um seeing that and it was just oh man. I am excited as a fan, and I have not been truly excited about comics and buying comics and reading comics um, like this in a, in a while. And the fact that Milestone's returning, they're returning with such a capable uh, group of uh, men and women behind the scenes on, on these books. And the stories they're going to tell, even just the beginning and seeing how things have evolved uh, back in the day. The Big Bang, which is when all of these characters gain their superpowers from being used, being gassed with this experimental nerve gas by um, police. It happened because of this big gang fight. Now it happened because of a Black Lives Matter protest. Or what happened at a Black Lives Matter protest. You see the sort of um, ostracism of what happened to these bang babies especially those that are you know deformed and don't look human anymore and how they're formed together so I see the whole blood syndicate sort of angle coming out of that aspect of it you see how uh, there's a direct connection with Alva and Curtis Metcalf aka Hardware where this experimental gas was developed by him and used without his permission and now he's being scapegoated by Alvin and Industries because of what happened. I mean, kids literally melted when exposed to this gas. So those that didn't melt gained maybe deformed freakishly or just gained superpowers. So Static is obviously a result of that. And then you have Icon and Rocket where it seems like with this story, they have maybe been out in the public a bit longer than the Big Bang. So their known quantity... And not, didn't come about as a result of the sort of angst that was happening because of the protesting, because of the actual uh, Big Bang. And then there's another character who they get getting, give a name for a newer character who looks, um, in many respects, like a, a Batman Spawn-ish sort of character. And it doesn't really look like them, but I get that sort of vibe as far as uh, they are a vigilante, they're in the shadows... They, he has these cape-like wings and he's very dark and brooding of a character and, and maybe goes a bit too far with the sort of justice that he or she uh, dishes out. So I'm looking forward to that. And then there was another sort of preview of new characters, his husband and wife or girlfriend and boyfriend, who, uh, because of some sort of uh, experiment, become intertwined um, into the body of one superhuman Character, and it doesn't seem like it's directly attributed to the Big Bang, but it was some sort of experiment, and that seemed interesting. I see kind of a firestorm duality there. Yeah, only thing you have a man and woman instead of two two men or two um, two unique individuals. Um, being trapped and these are two people who were lovers now being trapped in the same body so i see that as being a very unique uh, point of storytelling as well so that's that's my download that's my 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 blurred out uh, and my so and so forth as far well as my excitement for this week, it is milestone returns. Milestone is returned, and I will be buying every single issue. How about you? Were you excited about Milestone returning? Are you? Do you even know what Milestone is? If not, definitely check it out. of the old books, they're all on Comicsology, digitally speaking. And it's just it is such a lost part of comics history that if you do not know what Milestone is, you need to get familiar because it is. It is literally one of the best imprints that came out in the 90s, and it does not get its due. And that's where I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to come back and hopefully have something very special for you. When well, Milestone debuted, it was as part of this comics boom in the early 90s where so many artists and creators were trying to find other avenues than being published by marvel and dc you had malibu malibu with their ultraverse you had the prominent rise of valiant comics you also had the uh, greatest comics world from dark horse and you saw barbara and x and ghosts come out of those or that universe but Milestone being published by DC had the backing of, of the big boys in a way that the other companies uh, did not which helped and hurt them in, in some regards but I think it helped them in many respects because of that wider distribution and say uh, the greatest comics world from Wildstorm, that Wildstorm, that Dark Horse, or even the Ultraverse line from Malibu, because by being backed by DC, they were on racks in places where, one of the places I purchased comics a lot during that time, outside of a comic book shop that was on my way home from, from middle school, was Rite Aid up at my Diamond Mall in Baltimore, or 7-Eleven near my home at the time. They had that wide distribution because of their association with D.C., where some of the smaller companies did not. So they had a larger penetration base, um, not just uh, physically speaking, but also mind share because of that. And, And with that milestone is fondly remembered, partially because it just spread out a lot further than their contemporaries at the time. Obviously not Image. That's a whole nother podcast on Image. But it's very much a part of our hearts. It's very much a collective sort of love. You can't really speak to anyone about Milestone and their characters, especially who was in the comics at that time, especially, and I'd say, people of color at that time who were in the comics. Or even people of color. I know, like, Evan from Evan's Comics. He's younger than I am, but has a great passion for Milestone, because of what they represented, because of what sort of diversity that the books showed. And with that, I cannot honestly do a review of Milestone Zero or even be as passionate about Milestone without turning it over to the community, which I so love. So I'm gonna give it over to uh, Navy Montel from the Bloody Corn Speaks podcast to give his two cents on Milestone and milestone returns number zero
0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls blurs of all ages how my name is montel i'm one half of the Blurticorn speaks podcast and i'm here to do a quick review of milestone Returns zero milestone media has come back and they're bringing back characters that a lot of us are familiar with if you're familiar with static shock well static has returned so has rocket and icon and of course hardware and all the other characters in the Dakotaverse. They released it in a digital-only release on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble, and it's easy to get and download. I've read it, and let me tell you, it is so worth it. They are reimagining the story and the tales and reemergence of the characters, and if you're doing it for the first time, welcome to this beautiful universe. You have so much story to tell and so much to be told, so if you haven't gotten yours yet, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and download your copy of Milestone Returns Zero, I did, and I'm looking forward to the physical releases coming out here very soon. Stay nerdy, stay geeky,
1: and stay sexy. Thank you, Navy Montel. Like I said, it's always a pleasure uh, to... Have you and maybe you and Miss Angie can get on the podcast on another day and we can all, you know, have a two hour podcast like you do at the Bluttercoin Speaks podcast. If you guys haven't checked it out before, definitely check out the Bluttercoin Speaks podcast. The description or the link will be in the show notes here. But one of the things about milestone is that I had the opportunity to meet. Dennis Cowan, many years ago i think it was 2013 Jeppy's comic museum at the time in baltimore had established this exhibit featuring milestone it wasn't just milestone it really used milestone as an overall theme to really showcase artists of um, african-american artists but artists of all hues and ethnicities but also the characters they created as well. That's why I met Tony Trove, or no, Tony, uh, Tony from Advent Comics. I love his stuff there. I uh, met Michelle Hess. Uh, she's a great artist and illustrator, doing some amazing 3D VR work nowadays. Uh, her interview from way back in the days on WebsterStyle.com, just a whole host of characters. Uh, but my privilege in being there, thanks to uh, Patrick Michael Strange from The uh, new release Wednesday, he was my hookup. He was my ride up there. He got me the invite. So I'll always be grateful to the brother for hooking me up on that one. But I got to meet Dennis Cohen. Now, you heard me gush over Dennis Cohen earlier and his artwork on hardware, him drawing hardware again. But I fell in love with Dennis Cohen art and the Deathlock comic that came out in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, before Milestone. And I was in middle school and it was just... Love it. It's it's a gritty detail that Denny's artwork is or Dennis's artwork is like no one else's. It is so distinctive and so unique. And that's before I knew he was a brother. I just I just loved his, his work and I thought for that time with that iteration of Deathlock and the story they were telling. It was just amazing. If I remember correctly, I think Dwayne McDuffie was actually writing that book at the time. I may be wrong. So you had that milestone connection there before milestone came to fruition. And then, if I remember correctly, I think Walter McDaniel took over from, for Dennis after he left. And I love McDaniel's artwork. He's definitely a top-tier artist. And he did a very good job following behind Dennis Cohen because he had his own style. And I loved his interpretation Of that book or on that book as well But yeah, Milestone just touches A chord with me That it's often imitated imitated, Duplicated But can never be replicated And it is something very true To the core what Milestone was For me, a kid Growing up in Baltimore City At the time, that really Spoke to me They were books that were very much about Characters that could be Growing up in my very neighborhood and I think that's why I love Milestone so much. And obviously, I'm, I'm grown up now. I'm very much removed from, from Baltimore City as far as where I live and, and my job and my profession. But I'm still that kid at heart. And I still understand the trials and tribulations that many of those characters face. Because I face them today as an African-American male. I have family members that face them. And I am very interested and excited to see how things move forward. Especially after reading Milestone Zero. So that is something that I love that I have loved forever. And one of the fragrances that I love, if you have not listened to this podcast, is Zahar Signature Pour Home. And that is literally one of my signature fragrances. If I had three fragrances to live with forever, that would be in my top three. Well, I've talked about two of the flankers that they've released recently, uh, Signature Noir and Signature Royale. Both I love, I like Noir better than Royale based on my own personal sense and sensibilities. But I received a sample travel pack in the mail a few weeks ago and I didn't think twice about it. You know, it came. I figured it was just a sample uh, travel case or travel bottle of Noir, Royale, and pull home. So I opened it up and what do I find? But Noir, Royale, and Rosé, the new unreleased flanker that is due to come out sometime in April. I was quite shocked. And I had to DM George I'm like, George, Thank you, but George Half that is. And I had to ask him, can can I talk about this? Is this something that, you know, is can talk about in the public? And he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I am I am not a big Rose fan. And if you've heard me before, I, I'm not. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, one of uh, Zach's from Miss Andres' fragrance had a Rose note. And again, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. it it's He is one of those fragrance uh, houses that is changing my opinion on rose notes. A lot of rose notes I smelled before have been too floral, too flowery. Just not as masculine as I would have liked it. And I went into Zahar Signature Rosé. Really, I was somewhat cautious, but it is Zahar of. And so far, they have not disappointed me with what they've put out. And let me give you the note breakdown for Zahar Signature Rosé. So you start off with a base of Zahar of Signature Pour Home. Then you add Olibanum Resin Rose Absolute Tutmos Rose Flow Absolute Red Peonies Jasmine Petals Gold Amber Sexy Musk Sugar Crystals And Vanilla Bean Now this fragrance is marketed as a unisex fragrance To be worn by either men or women I guess, you know, you guys just smart to figure out unisex And I have to say my first impressions This is another banger from Zaharoff And let me tell you why First of all, the rose is perfectly fine It's I feel like for me the rose is somewhat drowned out or blended in with the other notes. Uh, you have the rose, you have the peonies, um, the jasmine petals. You, you don't get a heavy floor as what you might think. I actually, in my opinion, I feel like this, of all the flankers, smells the least like Signature Pour Home. I feel like with the added notes it smells like a totally unique creation, which is, is amazing for me considering how you can really tell the sickness for home DNA in both Noir and Royale. But with Rosé, it definitely comes off to me in my nose as a very unique experience and it's definitely a sweeter experience, and I like that as well. It with that musk, you still get you know more of a masculine vibe. But it's definitely one of those ones that I can see I wearing, or I would wear, or even my spouse or a female could wear as well. It's definitely something that could work for either, especially considering uh, the sort of range of fragrances that my my spouse likes. Uh, she can go from the sort kind of floral muskies to the more of the um, unisex, caramel, full-ish, amber sort of fragrances. And I think this one is one I got to see. get her to test it out to see if she likes it. But I definitely think this is one that could fit into her repertoire as far as fragrances. So I enjoy it um, a lot. I have to wear it a couple more times. I've only worn it once at the time of this recording. But it's definitely one that I think think will be another hit for Zahar and in the house it's uh it's amazing and it's really cool to have been on this journey uh with the Zahar brand and really being able to see with the re-debut of the house a few years ago and seeing with these new flankers really finding a quality that's I'd say affordable quality but considering some of the other niche fragrances I've smelled over the years uh, this is actually one of my favorites and it's a reasonably price comparatively than a lot of the other niches you will find out there so i i really enjoy it uh once it's released if you're interested in a sample uh be sure to go to the zaharoff.com website to get your samples i'm not sure if the samples are still free and maybe a small minimum cost uh george is very very good about getting his samples out there because he firmly believes that once you smell it you will fall in love with it in so far, he has not been wrong. And in my case, I have really loved everything that the house has put out. I'm not hard to please either. Maybe it's not a good thing. But uh, you know I'm not going to come and talk to you about anything, any fragrance, if I don't like it. If I don't like it, there's no point in wasting my time to talk to you about it. And speaking of talking to you, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to these 50 episodes. It has been a, a fun journey Uh, Some may know I did a podcast many, many, many moons ago just under Webster Style. And I wanted to come back after some changes in my life and really find something that I enjoyed. And I enjoyed doing this and just talking to people and having that interaction and feedback. So uh, thank you for listening over the past year or so. Thank you for your feedback and your comments and your support. And we're going to go and do another 50 and expand and become bigger and better of a podcast and of a platform and of a community. So again, if you want to get in touch with us, any comments, criticisms, you want to be a guest, drop us an email at info at websterstylemagazine.com. Find us on Instagram at websterstyle or at Sartoyoungi. Find us on Twitter at websterstyle. Thank you very much as always. And don't forget, check out our website, websterstyle.com for all of your latest style and sartorial and just all around geekery. As always, I've been Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything between. Thank you as always, and remember, you say, Yeah, I'll write
0: the card last. again. She don't really want me because. No uh, uh, one man should have all that style uh, uh, Take uh, it uh, out, pose on the floor, pass it in. No, uh, uh, on the floor, no uh, one girl uh, should fit it uh, out in them uh, jeans. So Take uh, it up, and uh, let me see what's uh, under uh, them uh, scenes. Uh, 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 no one man uh, should have uh, all that style in. Take it out, pose on the floor, uh, pass it in. No one girl should fit it out in them jeans. Take it up, and let me see what's under uh, them scenes. Hey, let me see. Let me see. Ain't my father the middle of the lounge. Ain't my father in the middle of the lounge. Cause no one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pal, and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and
1: let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to. Oh, I completely read that wrong.